Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 30th, 2017. My name is Phil Brosman-Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'm coming to you here on the final day of the 2016 cal- or 2017, 2016-17 calendar season. The 2017-18 season officially begins Saturday with the beginning of free agency and the beginning of the Orlando Pro Summer League. I'll have plenty to talk about on the Orlando Pro Summer League with a report from practice and a little bit more on the Magic as they prepare for Summer League. I'll wrap up my free agency preview, take a look at some centers, probably not very many, as it is not a position of dire need for the Magic. Uh, And just some final comments and thoughts on the Magic as they approach free agency this year and, and what their... But their approach is probably going to end up being as they get ready to to try and improve the team at least a little bit. I will note that, uh, you know, if anything happens with free agency over the weekend, I'll be sure to jump back up on the podcast uh, with a quick episode, with a quick soundbite episode. Um, I may come back Saturday and Sunday as well, uh, or at least Sunday with a, a recap of the first day of Summer League. I may save that for Monday. We'll, we'll see how things go. Uh, but... We'll, we'll have news as it comes, so be sure to stick with Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, tune in all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And before we dive in the show, I do want to say a quick word and a quick thank you to our fans, or to our friends. I, they might be fans. I'm sure they're fans. Our friends over at SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a very long time now. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that, but SeatGeek, I'm telling you, is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. Now, you won't be able to find Orlando Summer League tickets there because the Orlando Summer League is closed to the public, but if you're looking to go to the Orlando City game on Wednesday... I'm looking to sell my tickets. I'm going to post them on SeatGeek. You might be sitting in my seats for Orlando City's game against Toronto FC on Wednesday. If you're looking for Orlando City tickets for the rest of the summer, concert tickets, really anything, SeatGeek is the place to go. And everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work and you save time and money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC, that's L-O-M-A-G-I-C. 
And SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. So, the, the big day is finally here, or almost here by the time you listen to this. Summer League is here. And Summer League's always met with a with half excitement, half exasperation. Because you quickly are reminded that while you miss NBA basketball a lot, Summer League sometimes isn't NBA basketball. But the Magic do have an interest in seeing what happens this year at the Mountain Dew Orlando Pro Summer League. They have Jonathan Isaac playing. Their sixth overall pick, a guy that they've invested a significant amount of uh, of resources into developing. And frankly, I think everyone just wants to see where he's at. At Florida State, he averaged 12 points per game, 7 rebounds per game, and was a good bit player. But the Magic certainly, I think, expect him to do more. And, to, you know, being a sixth overall pick, the Magic want to see him become more than that. Maybe not immediately, but certainly fairly quickly. And without doubt, when you look at this Magic Summer League roster, Isaac is the very best player on the team. And so all eyes are going to turn to him. They're going to expect him to be on the ball. They're going to expect him to score. They're going to expect him to show show up and show off a little bit. At least that's what the fans are expecting. And yeah, Wesley Awundu is certainly an interesting guy to watch, and, and I think that he'll make his impact. And Tyler Harvey's still around. I think there's some fan interest in him, and Steven Zimmerman's there, and Marcus George's Hunt is there, and Patricio Garino's there. There, there are magic roster players on this team that everyone wants to, to see firsthand, see where they're at. But the attention falls to Jonathan Isaac and his first action in an NBA it, on an NBA floor, in an NBA setting, in an area where he is expected to be the best player. And that is going to be the general storyline for the Magic when Summer League opens. It's just where is this young, raw prospect at? Is Isaac ready to step in and hold not, not just hold his own defensively, but be a dominant defensive player at the Summer League level? Is his three-point shot better than the 30... 3, 34, 35% it was at Florida State. Can he be that star player? Maybe these are the wrong questions. or Maybe these are not the questions the Magic want us asking right now. Very simply, Chad Forcier, who will be the head coach for the Summer League team, is not looking to divine these things right now. Because he's seen it before where a guy plays great in Summer League and can't play in the NBA. He's seen it before, where a guy plays poorly in Summer League and breaks out in the NBA. Right now, it's just about doing the right things and kind of looking at the larger team goal for Jonathan Isaac and the Orlando Magic. 
Yeah, I mean, we're not trying to force feed anything. We're not trying to feature anybody. We're not trying to, you know, make anybody a star this week. We're just trying to play the game the right way and play as a team and, and hopefully play well as a team. We're going to compete hard and play hard and, um, you know, move the ball. And, <clears throat> you know, he'll learn at his own pace. Uh, I've been around this for a long time, and players have different results in their first summer league, and uh, it usually doesn't mean anything one way or the other. You can have a great summer league, and, it's no predictor on your career, and you can look really poor, and it's no predictor on your career. So we're in no rush. We're excited to just, uh, you know, give him room to learn and grow and, um, and watch what he does. Forcier, of course, did have some high praise for Jonathan Isaac and the work that he's done through three practices here in his NBA career. Uh, he talked about... You know, someone, uh, one of the reporters asked him about what ha- has Isaac made any standout plays, and you know, Force said, "Yeah, you know, he's had had a good verticality play where he met someone at the rim, and and his defense is really impressive." Wesley Wundu actually said, "With that length, Isaac just seems like he's everywhere sometimes." But what I think for what really, Force was really impressed with, and and the play that he pointed out. You know, to the media as well as to the team in general, the media was allowed to watch the final 10-15 minutes of practice on on Thursday, uh, and so uh, we got to see kind of the huddle beforehand, and then Forcier went through and kind of complimented a lot of the good things that the team was doing. But he noted that Isaac made this really smart play where he received the ball in a pick and pop, and instead of just taking the shot, he didn't like the shot he had, and so... He didn't sit on the ball. He kept the ball moving, went to the went to the second side, went to the weak side, did a dribble handoff, initiated another pick and roll, initiated a secondary action. And so it was a play to Forcier that was beyond the, the kind of play that a 19-year-old would make. And that seems to be the encouraging sign from Isaac as well as an encouraging sign from the team. Now, it, I wouldn't suspect that Isaac's going to have his breakout game Monday. Um, you know, it's first NBA game. There's, there's probably going to be some nerves that he's going to work out. And, and Isaac even admitted that there would be probably some nerves playing in that first game. But I think it's also important to note that the approach that the Magic are taking to this summer league, the approach that the Magic are taking with Isaac, is we're going to have kind of a, a team effect. We're going to have a team that, very much like the Magic team, is going to focus specifically on playing defense, sharing the ball, moving the ball with the pass, uh, and, and that's going to be the basis for any kind of success that the team has. And that's very much at the core of what the Magic want to do. Because remember, Summer League, you install very basic offensive sets, and you get at least a little preview of who the team wants to be. We want to play defense first, and we want to compete hard. So, um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you can't predict how many times shots are going to go in or how many times you will or won't turn it over. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're going to try to hold ourselves to a standard that we're going to come every day and try to play harder than the team we're playing against. We want to play defense, starting with our transition defense. And we want to make sure we do a great job uh, on the defensive board. So those are the first uh, you know, standards that we're trying to get across. And then overall, uh, just trying to do a great job playing the game together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the open man rules, uh, 
we don't want the ball to stop. Uh, just trying to make sure that each guy is trying to make the right play, um, you know, and trying to make somebody else look better than themselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, after three practices, it's been a really fun team to coach, and they're all doing a great job. And that's really what you want to ask for from a summer league team, because again, you're getting 18 guys who haven't haven't ever played together for the most part on a roster and expecting them to execute. So remember, summer league's not about wins and losses. It's just about getting better each day. And I, I do like the way the Magic are approaching summer league. Let's make this about playing together, getting to our core tenants, figuring out who we are really as a franchise. And maybe that's extrapolating too far, but entertain me here. And saying, this is how we will succeed. The wins will come if we play this way. And whether the Magic are successful playing that way this week, we will see. Certainly, focus and attention turn more toward Isaac and Awundu, as well as Garino, Georges Hunt, and Zimmerman, the, the roster guys. The Magic want to see those guys succeed. But with a player like Isaac and even with a player like a Wundu, it's going to have its bumps in the road. It's not going to be a clear path. It's not going to be constant, you know, it's not going to be Isaac averaging 25 points per game. They're going to have to find their fit. And especially a player like Isaac is going to have to find his fit. Pick his spots to shine. But make sure he's playing for everyone else. Because that's ultimately what the Magic are going to need from him in the regular season. And he will make mistakes. There will undoubtedly be a game where Isaac struggles to score. And probably a game where Isaac looks like the 19-year-old that he is. Just know that even those moments get Isaac frustrated too. He wants to be perfect. But by the Magic keeping things simple, I think they're setting up Isaac to be successful next week at Summer League. You know what I'm saying? You want to be perfect and you want to get it right every single time and you don't want to get stopped and you don't want to, you know, you want to hear the coach say you did great every single time. But it's tough, you know, it is a learning process. It's hard to, to fathom that I'm a rookie. You know, all these guys have been through this before and, you know what I'm saying, they're moving, they're getting stuff a lot quicker than me and it's, it's tough, you know, not to, you know, not to get uh, frustrated. To Isaac's credit, Chad Forsey said he's been extremely coachable. He's asked questions. He's been engaged in the process. And that's a good sign that he's going to make the kind of progress that the Magic hope to make and do the things the Magic hope to see next week at Summer League. Um, obviously, it's not the be-all, end-all of the world, uh, but certainly, as well, all eyes are going to be on him. But Isaac is not the only guy to watch. Neither is Awundu. Neither is even Georges Hunt, Garino, and Zimmerman, although we'll definitely keep a close eye on them. There are lots of interesting players to watch, and I got to see a few of them at practice uh, on Thursday, and I'll highlight a few of them here. Tyler Harvey is back. He is indeed back on the Summer League roster. He spent, uh, he was a Magic second-round draft pick two years ago, spent a year with the Erie Bayhawks, and then spent last year with Fiat Torino in Italy. Um, his statistics in Italy were not stellar. 10.4 points per game looked like his shot was still still a little bit of a problem. Um, and, you know, even Chad Forcier joked um, that, you know, Tyler Harvey is the kind of player that does not 
see a shot he does not like. He will he will shoot the ball and take plenty of shots. And I don't think that part of his game has gone away. But Forcier noted when 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 I asked about him that Harvey is doing a better job keeping the ball moving, looking to get others involved, and being a playmaker. Uh, and that bodes well for him getting a, finally getting a shot at making an NBA roster. I don't know if this year's the year that he'll get it, um, but it does seem like, and, and, I, and I saw it too, that Harvey is a little bit better attacking the basket and is, is certainly more willing to keep the ball moving and not necessarily take his shot. He, I mean, he is a shoot-your-shot player. So that's good news for him. The other guy I would keep an eye on for Summer League uh, uh, that's kind of off the board, or this is, there's two more players I want to note. Uh, three more players, actually. Um, the first one is Hassan Martin. Rhode Island power forward, or went to, went to Rhode Island, um, played for the Rams. Uh, six foot seven. Uh, but he is a big, t- big time shot blocker. And even in the 10, 15 minutes that we watched at the end of practice, the kid flies around the basket. He tried a, a really nasty dunk on a on a defender, um, missed it, but because he kind of misjudged his own jumping ability. But he will get near the basket. He will block shots. He will be really really active. He plays bigger than he is, uh, and, and so he's a player that I think can make an impact. I, I don't know if he makes the NBA. I don't know if he's a G League guy. He'll find a home somewhere because the kid plays like you. You, if if you weren't even watching him specifically, you would notice him because he makes a lot of really good plays on the floor. So keep an eye out for Hassan Martin for the Orlando Magic as well. And honestly, I think one of the more intriguing battles, if you want to call it a battle, but intriguing things to watch in this summer league is the point guard position. Derek Walton Jr. from the Michigan Wolverines and Kalen Lucas from the Erie Bayhawks are, to me... Two players to really keep an eye on. I think the Magic are going to be looking for a third point guard. I don't think they'll find it in free agency. I think that it is at least potentially possible. I think it's potentially possible that they look to their Summer League roster or to the G League to get a third point guard on the roster. So if Derek Walton Jr., who played really well at Michigan, is a little bit undersized, as well as Kane Luke. Kalen Lucas, if either of them play well on the Summer League team, it could give them an inside track to make the Magic roster not on a two-way contract, on a legitimate full-year contract. Um, I think that that is definitely a real possibility, so I would be keeping an eye out for that as well. There are certainly some other players to keep an eye on too, but uh, we'll get to them as the Summer League goes on. Uh, it starts Saturday. The Magic play, I believe, at 1 p.m. Let me double-check my calendar here. The Magic play their first Summer League game on Saturday at 1 p.m. against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, so you can catch that game on NBA TV as well as all the games of the 2017 Mountain Dew Orlando Pro Summer League on NBA. BA TV. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. It being June 30th, too, it is also free agency eve. We got one more position group to go through, but I'm going to kind of skip over it. Uh, we haven't talked about the center free agent class. Uh, I'm, you know, I've had some people kind of say, why are you doing these previews? Magic aren't going to sign any of these guys. I'm doing my due diligence. I'm trying to give you as much information as you need before free agency starts. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a no stone, no stone overturned type guy. I like to be thorough with these things. Uh, and I've decided to split up my free agency preview by position. So the center position. It's also a good time to just kind of reflect on where the Magic's roster is. So the center position is a really set position. I I don't think the Magic are going to be looking to get a center unless something happens in a trade. The Magic have Nikola Vucevic and Bismack Biombo. Nikola Vucevic paid twelve million dollars, paid roughly twelve million dollars per year. Um, He's making I think twelve five this year. Bismack Biombo's at seventeen. You've got at nearly $30 million wrapped up into your center position. To put more resources at center would probably be a bad idea. Maybe the Magic sign a minimum guy if they don't have a lot of faith in Steven Zimmerman, but at this point, center position is locked up pretty tight. It's going to be hard to find someone getting minutes from Nikola Vucevic or Bismack Biombo. So maybe there's an opportunity to find some guys with versatility here. Although center is a position that doesn't have much versatility. You just have to be able to kind of protect the rim. You know, I'm looking at the free agent center market right now, the, the, the list of available centers. You know, if Maurice Bates doesn't take his player option, maybe throw throw some money at him. But again, he's a he's going to want minutes. You know, maybe you grab a stalwart veteran like Joel Anthony, good shot blocker, just always finds a way onto an NBA roster, even though maybe he isn't the most skilled guy. Maybe, you know, Roy Hibbert's at the end of a $5 million contract. Maybe Frank Vogel gives Roy Hibbert another try. Third center, throw a minimum contract at him. Maybe that's a situation that works. Um, you know, Summer League Hall of Famer Willie Reed has a player option. I don't know if he picked that up or not. Uh, not a lot of guys that I think fit what the Magic need. And, and I honestly, not a lot of guys that I think would want to come to Orlando and play behind the two established stars. So, like I said, this is a position we can probably gloss over and skip. Because if the Magic look to improve the center position or look to change the center position, it's probably going to come in a trade. You know, I've talked, you know, I'm kind of on the, you know, maybe the Magic should fish around for Ricky Rubio bandwagon. Maybe you can offer Vucevic and get Gorgie Jang and play Gorgie Jang behind Bismack Biombo. Maybe that makes sense. But center is not a focus in free agency. I don't anticipate the Magic making any moves at the center position. And so I think that's all we need to say about that. I do, however, want to say a final word about free agency. Because while I don't anticipate the Magic being active in free agency, 
they are going to sign someone. They're going to make some type of move. As I said at the beginning of the week, uh, the Magic don't have a lot of cap room to spend. The team right now is hovering somewhere between... I've I've done the math a few times, and it gets kind of tricky. For argument's sake, they probably have about $10 million in real cap room to, to play around with. They can spend, you know, roughly that amount. And then they have the about $4 million room exception if they keep some room available. And they have the $8 million non-taxpayer mid-level exception if they want to spend that. That does open up some options. But again, you're also looking at a roster that's quite full. You're looking at a team that is probably best using that extra cap room in trades and looking for opportunities elsewhere. This is probably not the summer to spend a lot in free agency just because of the roster situation the Magic have. If It, 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 it does remind me a little bit of the draft and, and actually a comment John Hammond made to Alex Kennedy of, of Hoopsype on the Hoopsype podcast earlier this week made me think of that too. The Magic are kind of in a wait-and-see situation with everything, it seems. John Hammond seen, John Hammond has said on a few occasions, I think, the Magic are still kind of evaluating what they have in the roster. They're still a young roster. And so they're, they're not necessarily willing to give up on their players unless the right deal comes around. They're looking for ways to improve their team and looking to upgrade at every position. But they're not looking to just make deals to make deals. The last thing you want to see the Magic do is dig themselves a hole, dig themselves out of a hole by digging themselves deeper into one. We saw last year how kind of unfettered free agent spending can put you in a hole when it doesn't work. You get the wrong guys, or the, the, you, you bring in the wrong ingredients, and they don't fit together well. You end up with a mishmash roster that doesn't quite work well together. That doesn't fit together. And then you end up in the summer saying, how do we improve the roster? And you don't have the flexibility to go out and do it. And so the Magic might end up doing this summer, but they probably should have done last summer. And that's punt their cap room, and see what opportunities flush out to, to improve the roster. Find ways to maybe move some pieces around, taking on a little bit more money in trades to make the roster better down the road. Maybe this roughly 7 to $10 million of cap room the Magic have are better used at the trade deadline than in July. Remember, at the trade deadline, maybe you take on a bad expiring contract because a team needs some center help and grabs Nikola, and you know wants a Nikola Vucevic or even wants a Bismack Biombo is willing to take the take on the risk of Bismack Biombo with just two years left on his deal instead of three. Those are the kind of risks the Magic are weighing in free agency. And so, like the draft, like when the Magic were sitting at twenty five, they looked at their options at twenty five and said, you know, and this is me reading between the lines a little bit. They said. We don't really like what we have here. 
We don't like the options in front of us. So instead of spending it on something we don't like, let's retain the, let's try and retain the asset. Now, whether they keep that first round pick is another story, but let's try and keep this thing that we have now and keep its value to us. Because right now, with the players that are in front of us, we don't like what, what's in front of us. And that's essentially what I think the Magic are going to do in free agency this summer. There may be some players they like. And there are some players that I can talk myself into, but I'm not enamored with, you know, with kind of the, the options available to the team. And I'm not sure they necessarily make the team significantly better with the other goals that the Magic have in mind. Namely, developing Jonathan Isaac, keeping Aaron Gordon at power forward, so on and so forth. So it's going to be quiet for the Magic. I'm going to go to bed probably at around 12.31 a.m. on Friday night and not really think about anything. I'm not going to be huddled around, you know, I don't know if the Vertical is doing a free agency show, but I'm not going to be huddled around a free agency show waiting to see what the Magic do first. Because I think the Magic are more content to kind of let the dust settle and be there and look for their ways to attack. Look, Go after the players they want and not necessarily just the players in front of them. So if there isn't a player they want in front of them, they'll wait it out. They'll be patient. And that may not be what fans want to hear. Fans may want to hear the team being aggressive, trying to make the playoffs now. The reality is the Magic just aren't in that situation. The reality is there is some belief, warranted or not, that the team can get better just through continuity. I expect the Magic to do at least one free agent signing. You can't go into the season with the same roster. But I'm not 100% sure they'll make a big splashy move. They, they don't have the money to, frankly. They're going to look to add depth. And so the real improvement the Magic make could come from sitting and waiting and seeing how the trade market develops in front of them. And that's going to be the Magic's free agency. It's not exciting. It's not sexy. But that's the scenario facing the Magic this summer. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll be back again over the weekend if anything breaks. Uh, I'll, I, I may end up doing a Sunday episode recapping the first day of, of Summer League. I may save that for Monday. It depends on how things go. Um, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a a really interesting time. You remember you can watch Saturday's game 1 PM, uh, on NBA TV, watch, uh, essentially Jonathan Isaac's NBA, uh, debut. Um, we'll have a lot of our focus there. If anything breaks uh, in free agency, I'll come on with a quick podcast, quick reaction podcast, uh, day of, uh, we'll, so I'll talk, I'll talk about the new free agency signing. Hopefully I'll be able to chat with some people over at Summer League 
bring all the excitement and action of Summer League to you um, over the next week. Plenty to get to as Magic Basketball is at least kind of back very, very soon. And of course, we'll have the latest on free agency as it comes. To get all this, of course, you should subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, tune in all the fun places. You download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic, as well as like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. Follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily, and for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including live game updates from every summer league game, check me out at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, as well as on Twitter at OmagicDaily. And of course, on Facebook, like us at Orlando Magic Daily. That's going to do it for me this week. I hope everyone has a fantastic 4th of July weekend. We'll be back again Monday for another episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.